Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Elite City Podcast. I'm home. That's all it is. That <laughs> nice. took me 17 hours to write that. That was good. Thank you. That's that good. Very good. <laughs> it cut the <to> black. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, Biddy is... Everybody send Biddy positive vibes. Um, don't want to get too personal, but uh, she's going through some animal stuff with her kitty. So keep him in your thoughts. Uh, Biddy, you got this. Um, yeah, we love you, Biddy. Yeah, absolutely. You got this. Got your back. Um, so that's where she is. And it's just me and Rick, the old school crew. Uh, and we're going to do old school stuff. So it's going to be funny here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, CM Punk went back to WWE. I can't even say it without laughing. That's not a joke. <laughs> CM Punk went back to WWE. That's hilarious. I was like, <laughs> when it happened, I was like, first I was upset when it happened. I was like, like mad. Um, and then I was thinking, uh, I had a whole thing planned in my mind <laughs> that I was going to say on the podcast. Like I had a whole thing. Like I, I, it happened at like 11 o'clock on Saturday or something. And so I'm like, okay, in my head, like as I was right. going to sleep, I'm like writing this thing that I'm going to say on the podcast. And then he showed up on Raw. Um, <laughs> and we'll get to that. Right. But I'm just going to do my thing because I already wrote it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do it. This is it, great. Basically what it was is that Punk leaving was similar to Cody leaving, even though it was like the circumstances were obviously very different. Like them, them both leaving, they don't hurt AEW in the ring. And Punk especially doesn't hurt AEW like backstage. It probably helps AEW backstage that he's not there anymore. Right. Um, but it hurts their, at least in my mind at, on Saturday when I was thinking of this, it hurts like AEW's image and AEW's story. Because AEW's always been, you know, the place for wrestlers, the place where True. you can be treated well, the place where like, even if you're not like, you know, one of the quote unquote chosen ones, like you can shine, you have a chance, you have an opportunity there. Right. Unlike WWE. Correct. And, and like the people who supported CM Punk when he walked out in 2014 were were probably a lot of the same people who thought like Cody was misused when he was in WWE the first time. Mm-hmm. And and they're the people who got sick of WWE when it was, you know, it's better now, apparently. But it was there was I think I talked to you about this privately. There was a time in like 2013, 2014, 2015. It was the worst programming you could ever watch. It yeah. was awful. And. And the fans who, you know, left when Punk left or left when Cody left, they're the same people who, you know, were looking for something else. They're the people who found, you know, New Japan or ROH or, and, you know, who found Bullet mm-hmm. Club, who found right. Kenny Omega, who found Young Bucks. They're the reason that there was, you know, the original All In. And they're True. the reason AEW started because these pe- people who were like fed up with WWE all kind of were looking for something new. Um when Cody left, it kind of hurt that a little bit because it was like, oh, one of the guys who started this whole thing is gone and he went to WWE. But, you know, what? it made sense a little bit. He fits yeah, in there. Absolutely. Right? His, his, his dad worked there a long time. He fits in WWE. Punk, on the other hand, I don't know. He always seemed like he was like the anti WWE <laughs> guy. Even when he was there, he seemed like he was like he didn't fit in ever. Right. And it seemed like he fit in so well in AEW when he first showed up like that agreed agreed that that rampage debut like we've talked about it a million times that was amazing of what and, a moment and like the first year or so when he was there and then not just him but like him and danielson and adam cole and oh. that, that that year was fire yeah incredible <laughs> yeah 
And then it kind of all fell apart. And that was okay because like the vibe was there. Like he might've been gone, but AEW was still AEW. It was still like the alternative, still like the place for wrestlers. And then he went to WWE and it kind of felt bad. It felt like the, that vibe that everyone had from the pipe bomb promo, it felt like it was kind of gone. Like, oh, if he couldn't fit, it didn't work out for him at AEW. Maybe AEW isn't that good. Um, it felt like, yeah. you know, it's when you're at a party and someone leaves the party. To, I'm going to go to this other party and then comes back an hour later. It was like, yeah, that party was lame. And then you're like, oh, OK, yeah, screw that party. I'm not going there. That's lame. <laughs> like they were like the cool guys, right? They were the cool right. guys who started this revolution. And then they were just like, yeah, revolution's garbage. I'm leaving and like left. And it kind of sucked. Like it felt bad. But then I saw him on Raw. <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen it, I don't nope. think. No, I'm it not. Was... I'm not going to tarnish the legacy. In, in my, <laughs> seriously, when people said it was that bad, like when I'm reading people that I trust on the internet, like, oh, I can never look at him the same way. I'm yeah, like, okay, I don't want to see. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was first of all, for some reason, it was like six minutes long. They <laughs> they didn't give him any time, which you know, one day he's gonna get mad at that and like flip out. Right. Um, but it was like the most generic, lifeless promo. <laughs> That I've ever seen him give. You know, his whole thing is like he seems real, right? He seems right. like he believes everything he says. He seems like a real guy. Right. No, it, it didn't <laughs> seem real at all. Outside <laughs> of like the references he made, he made one or two references to like the pipe bomb promo when he's like, I'm the best in the ring and the best on commentary, which like he said then. Outside of like those couple references, literally anyone who'd been gone for a while could have been given that on and right. read that promo and it would have worked. It would have worked if, if The Rock came back. <laughs> It would have worked if, you know, <laughs> it, it could have been anyone's promo. It was that dull. Uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm not never going to see it. <laughs> like I, I told you, someone on Reddit said it was like they fed the first dance promo to an AI system and was like, do this, but make it for WWE. That's how right. like that's how boring and lifeless and like it was exactly like someone handed him some cue cards on the way to the ring. It was like, just read this. It was bad. Um, that's awesome <laughs> and now i mean now i think i, I was down like i was actually like literally like i felt bad like he's one of my favorite wrestlers ever right. and i felt bad that he was gone from the company that i like watching and i felt bad for AEW. i i just i felt bad but now i look at it as like now it seems like it's an opportunity because it looked before like you know the cool guys were gone and now it's like oh no the cool guys are still here he sucks like he's right. he's the one that's bad. Yeah, yeah, he's the common denominator. Yeah, and anyone who watched that. him in AEW and who watched him in WWE knows the difference. You can see the difference. Like him right. in AEW was so much better than WWE that you can you can look at that and go, oh yeah, no, I get it. They are the guys. AEW is the place where you can be yourself and you can have freedom and you can maybe you can have too much freedom. Um, true, but the. They have a chance now to be like, no, we're still the cool party. Like if people left our party, it's because they don't fit here. But that's not us. That's right. them. Right. Right. So and they have a chance now to be like a real actual alternative. And like if you notice, like you brought up the first dance in a one hour show on its second episode, they let punk open the show and basically just said, all you got to do is stop once right before you talk. We're going to commercial for 90 seconds. Then you're good. We'll go to break after it's WWE. They're like, no, we're going to close the show with you. We have eight seconds left. Get out there. 
<laughs> I mean, I kind of get that they closed because that's what everyone was watching for. Like, I, I saw, I know it's, it's, you know, just my experience, but I saw a lot of people online or a lot of people I talked to about wrestling who watched Raw. Like, I watched part of Raw because I was like, I want to see what he says. Um, there were probably a bunch of AEW fans or a bunch of like lapsed fans who hadn't watched WWE in a while who were like, I'm going to watch that show because I want to see right. what he says. So I get why they put it on at the end because they wanted you to watch the whole show first of all huge mistake the show was bad (laughs) (laughs) they shouldn't have that's not the show that you should have had to get people to come over it was bad but then they gave up like i think he got six minutes or something like yeah it was like the show ends at 11 it was like 10 50 and they're like we're going to break when we come back cm punk i'm like wait they're going to break and then (laughs) and then he got like six minutes it was it made no sense. And I know that they were like, oh, his matches run long. But screw that, it was matches. Like, he was off, He was the reason that people were watching that show. Right, right. And they're and, like, yeah, we, we still don't have time for him. And he ended up with about, what was it, like 1.6 million people during his segment? Like, it fell yeah. off hard. Yeah, and I mean, shows always fall off at the end, right? It's exactly. O'clock. People yeah. are going to go to sleep. On a Monday night, 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And like I said, one day he's going to get mad at that. Probably yeah, on Monday, he they were like, oh, we're going to cut your 15 minute segment down to six. And he was probably like, yeah, sure, whatever. Because he's trying to like be cool and fit in. Right, right. But this is CM Punk. One day right. they're going to go, actually, this match between The Miz and whoever is going to be 25 minutes and not 15. So we're just cutting your segment entirely. And he's going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I, it's a he's a shell of the human being that he once was. I mean, you could just tell. And now it's a money grab, obviously. I mean, he thought like the one line that seemed like it was actually him was after his promo was over. He kind of just said to the camera, like, I'm not here to make fun, like friends. I'm here to make money, which was like, I guess that's that's true. Right. That's real. But first of all, it's sad. And second yeah. of all, it like it undermines the promo that he gave because the promo that he gave was like, I'm That's... here to prove that I'm still the best in the world. And then after he's like, actually not, I'm just I just want to make money. <laughs> it, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Well, OK, though, I can <laughs> guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you that they had CM Punk shirts available for sale. <laughs> at the arena. <laughs> yeah. Guarantee that whatever WWE event you go to, <laughs> they will have CM Punk shirts available for you to buy. They won't run out before the show starts. Yeah, very true. They will also have every other person on the roster yes, shirts. They can do that. That's the thing that they can do. They're very good at that. Very good. Very good. I will give them that. I don't want to make this like a CM Punk podcast because it's he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. We... It was it was I think felt like we needed to talk about it. Oh, y'all definitely need to talk about it. We gave him 12 minutes. We we can we gave him more time than WWE gave him. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, you talked about something that happened on the WWE side of the coin. Let's flip it back over to the AEW side of the coin. And let's talk about Adam Copeland and Christian Cage finally in-ring promo. Oh, oh so good. So good. Was this the best thing they've done at least this year? Uh, that is my that that's like my segment of the year unless something drastically changes like that was that was like 20 years of if you watch wrestling in the 90s you know like the built-in story like the injuries the breaking up of the tag team the getting back together the uh they used to what do the 
10 second poses or whatever it was like all the fun stuff. You're like, okay, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> they even, they even somehow made it make sense that WWE used to call them brothers and then started calling them friends. True. They even kind of made that, that make sense to be like, he hung out, you know, my dad was kind of like your dad. We were, kind, we were like brothers. Like they kind yeah. of even made that make sense. That's, that's really cool. I didn't even pick that up. That's so awesome. Good. Such a great promo. And the, Chris, the Christian promo was great. The Copeland response was great. Yes. Did they, and they did, they didn't beep it apparently. No, I was going to say, let, let's give the, uh, <laughs> let's give the, uh, man on the hot button. Let's give him some credit. He accidentally didn't press it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this, um, in a moment like that, obviously Christian said it once and, you know, they beeped it out, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a live event. You have that seven second rule, but I wonder if somebody in production was like, screw it, we're just going to pay the fine. Yeah, like, I think, like, I'm, yeah, they probably were fine with it. I'm sure, like, Tony Khan didn't care. Well, I mean, getting it on TV, like, actually yeah. telling the person, like, hey, don't hit the button tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible. He just told him not to think just, yeah, just yeah. let it go. Because, like, you figure, like, I mean, I don't know what it is, but there's no way it's, like, a million-dollar fine. Like, right. And yeah, you know, that would actually work out better if he told tbs like oh we're just gonna right like, just just let it happen i'll pay don't worry exactly yeah that's what i was just gonna say he'll foot the bill it's not gonna go to like the production crew or whatever and they like won't be surprised by it they'll be yeah. right because yeah. it made it him saying that made it and us hearing it made it that much better <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, i was thinking if if i had told you we do we, later on we're going to do some predictions for the for the year um mm -hmm. if i had told you two years ago in the same week CM Punk is going to be on Raw, and Adam Copeland is not only going to be on AW, but he's going to say the F word. <laughs> and his segment will be 10,000 times better than Punk's. <laughs> wow. what, yeah, a, what a year for wrestling this has been. Yeah. How good yeah. is Christian, though? Uh, in, it, in that segment, you saw it. Like, he literally turned off christian cage and turned into christian from wwe for a second when he yeah. was like i wanted sorry and then he kind of got the like a little bit of a higher voice yeah. and then he and then he, when he went to hit him it was so obvious he was gonna hit him <laughs> and he was like really <laughs> it was so good my favorite part was as soon as he said um you grew up with a single mom right the crowd's response of just like yeah. ooh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> He and, set up that gimmick so well that as soon as he mentions like being a, a yes. mom or a dad, the crowd is like, oh, where's this going? <laughs> yeah. That and l let's give Roderick Strong credit whenever Copeland wouldn't come out and the crowd just automatically <laughs> knows to yell at him now. Like, I hope that becomes like an AEW thing. Like, yeah. I it it's hilarious. As long as it doesn't last as long as the stupid what stuff. Oh, the what chants are horrible. Like they gave, yeah. they they whated Tony Storm, which first of all, not Tony Storm. She's a treasure. Ex Don't exactly. do that. Yes. But also that was that was annoying. Like twenty years ago when Austin, like when people were doing it to Austin, like the first couple times Austin did it, uh, yes. it was funny, and then yes. like after a month it got old. Yes, and that was twenty years ago. Just stop. <laughs> oh, wow. Was really? that really? I had a I had a small issue with this feud. I told you about it before that promo. My issue okay. was that I get that they were like, because initially Adam Copeland wanted to be his partner, and then he didn't want to right. fight him, right? And then right. 
now suddenly he's like filled with rage. He's like, I have to kill you. I think I wish they'd have stretched that out a little bit longer. I think they're trying to get it to be in Montreal next week. They want the match in Canada. So I get it. I right. wish they'd have stretched out like him going from, I'm not fighting you ever to, I'm going to break your neck and <laughs> leave you for dead. I wish they stretched that out a little bit. Cause he like, it sounded like he suddenly snapped, but because of this promo now, I'm like, now I'm, now I'm totally all like <laughs> pun intended right. all in on how this is going. It's that was, that was the best thing I've seen in a long time. It was so, like so freaking good. It is it, he came back? He came out of retirement and said to WWE, "I'm, I'm." He came out of retirement the same time Edge came back. Yeah, and was like, "We could work together. We could have a either work together. Or we could have a feud." And they're like, "No, we don't want that." <laughs> and they didn't sign him. And he's like, "Okay, I'm just leaving then." Right. <laughs> well, and then. I look at Adam Copeland. He goes to management and was like, Hey, I want to start winding down, but you know, what, what, what do you got for me? You know, would you send me to performance center? I can train, I can do this. They're like, Oh, we don't have anything like <laughs> really. It's just they have like a weird level of disrespect for both of them. It's weird. It's Very probably, be, probably because Jim Ross signed them and like Vince didn't and Vince like holds that against them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 30 years later, Vince yeah. is still mad. Yeah. yeah. Like that makes sense. It really does because he's that insane. <laughs> or like they they signed their contracts in like black pen instead of blue, and it right. like found out he has like, deep seated no. hatred of black pen. Like, yeah, he's like somewhere never. in the in the 1970s, someone signed something in black pen that offended him, and now he's been <laughs> mad at it ever since. Yeah, right. And that's how deep seated that hatred is. Right. Like, he's a weird man. He's very weird. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> You have to take a shot of Vince McMahon, even though apparently he's not in power there anymore. You still have to take a shot of Vince McMahon. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he just sold, what, 840 million shares of stock, <laughs> like, or some ridiculous number of stock. Yeah, you can't not take shots at Vince McMahon. Exactly. Yeah, he literally... He deserves it. Yes, because literally, what was that? I don't know, six weeks ago, he made $9 billion in one day. <laughs> I mean... The, the, yeah, the thing is, like the, you know how he's apparently out of creative now, which I I believe that he is. But he, I mean, he was he was quote unquote retired before, and he came back. Right. I feel like one day he could just walk in and be like, "See a bug? Who's that guy?" And just fire him again. Like it's entirely possible. <laughs> it, it it it's like such a wild card because for some reason, like nothing ever works the way it's supposed. Because you could be like, "Oh well, it's corporate now," and like somehow he'll like <laughs> somehow he still gets his way, it's right? Weird. Yes, where in like a normal situation, like if the CEO of Ford came in, and was like, you know what? I'm firing everybody. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We have <laughs> shareholders. and like, Right. <laughs> but Vince right. somehow is able to do this. Yeah. Repeatedly <laughs> over the years. Like it's not just one time. <laughs> Unbelievable. But like we said, unpredictable year. Yes. For wrestling. Unpredictable couple of years for wrestling. Um, Very true. This time last year, we wouldn't have thought Punk would be in WWE. We wouldn't have thought Adam Copeland would be in AEW. Though you did predict it, but not on the official prediction show. So I'm not giving oh, you credit for that. Thank, that's um, fine. That's we wouldn't have thought Vince McMahon would be just gone. True. We true. wouldn't have thought any of this stuff. So here's what we did think. I cannot do, wait to hear these. We didn't do well. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so first was my first one. Not bad. My prediction was there will be a Forbidden Door 2, and it will okay. be in Japan. I mean, oh. there was a Forbidden Door 2. I was there. In case you you know were that. there. I went, yeah, I went to that show. But it wasn't Sick. in Japan. 
and ha- AEW hasn't done anything in Japan. So I'll give myself partial credit. Okay. Your first prediction, Hook will be the acclaimed of 2023 in the sense that he'll be the next homegrown star. I don't think he's that big. No, I don't think so either. I don't think I, I, I agreed with you at the time. Yeah. But I but I don't think it, it happened. Hook kind of AEW yeah. like I love AEW, but they had a right. bit, they've had a bit of a problem with like letting their homegrown guys go a little stale. Like Hook had huge momentum and then kind of cooled off. And like yeah. Wardlow had huge momentum and kind of cooled off or very much cooled off. Like people like Hobbs, like they they yeah. had a they dropped the ball on a lot of people in the last year or so. Very true. Very true. So that made but, me think: Who is their next home? Like, who? Like, is is there a homegrown star? Julia. I mean. Yeah, Julia. I was thinking Orange uh, Cassidy. Oh, Orange. Yeah. Because um, last, I mean, last year he was he was a big deal, but he wasn't like. That's true. He had now. a yeah. He had a hell of a twenty twenty three. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Julia's a good call. She's she's Sky gone Blue. from like yeah, Sky Blue as well. They've both gone from like kind of forgettable wrestlers. Yeah. To really really good like really good and yeah it it makes me think like um y- you've brought it up a million times back um months back like when jade was working with danielson and danielson was having these little like not necessarily like classes but obviously like opportunities to like roll around and learn like before the shows and everything i wonder if a he's still doing that and b more and more people have joined in like Julia and Sky and because they've got like insanely better, like real quick. There wasn't yeah. like that middle ground. It was like, oh, they're OK. Oh, they're good. And like, they, they they stopped doing dark and elevation. Where, right. Where they would have, you know, people like them or them would have grown. Like that's where the acclaimed right. grew was being on those shows. Very now those shows are gone. So, yeah, they kind of got there without those, which is even more impressive. That is more impressive, and especially in the women's division that we always talk about that gets limited time. So, yeah, them to get over this year was big. Well, that brings me to both of our second predictions were pretty similar. And speaking okay. of women's division, we were very wrong. Um, okay. Mine was a, a women a singles women's match with headline AEW pay-per-view, which was, in retrospect, insane. Why would they? No, that's <laughs> never going to. They don't have main events on at 920. True. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. And then you went a little bit further predicting what that match would be. Um, oh, okay. You thought the main event of All Out would be Jade versus Mercedes. Oh, wow. That would have been sick. And that, and that All Out would be their biggest show of the year, which it was not. But I can see why you thought that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because we didn't know about. We didn't know about All In. <laughs> All In yet. <laughs> okay. That's another one. We're not, <laughs> not only were we predicting Jade would be in main events. Nope, she's in WWE. In terms oh, of that's like, true. Wow, that is true. In terms of predictions, that's something like that's a prediction we wouldn't have made last year. True. Wow, great point. <laughs> now, Mercedes, what do we think about her? Dan Housen made a mention of it today. A, a great mention too. Speaking of which, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna mention your third one because it's related. Your third okay. one is Dan Housen will get a blimp. <laughs> which he still needs a blimp, but he offered to give it up. Yes. <laughs> he, he told Tony Elite, give her all the money. So you <laughs> know he's give, serious if, if he's yes. willing to give away the blimp. Right. So, I, personally, I, I, I've said this in our uh, Elite City group chat. I think she signed already. I think they did a Will Ospreay with her, but on the down low. 
and they'll like, okay, well, we can announce Osprey because that's huge, but it's not Mercedes huge. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I could see, like, there were some rumors this week that, oh, she's going to be the next one to go back to WWE. And I could see that only in the sense that, like, if she, we've talked about this before, if she's going to be in one match for 10 minutes every three right. or four weeks, like, she's not going to agree to that. And nor right. should she. It totally shouldn't. <laughs> so they have to fix something with how they, how often they show women on TV. Like they have to fix that for her to show, to, for her to come over. Yeah. Um, I, well, that I, one of my predictions is something to that effect, actually. All right. So, so we'll do the, our last prediction from last year, which was mine. Okay. Um, and I got close. Okay. MJF will hold the title all year long, all the way to winter's coming. And then lose the belt and the ring and everything all at once to Eddie Kingston. Oh, well, he's still going to have the belt at Winter's Coming. So yeah, to be fair, Winter's Coming has not happened yet, so right. this could so, come true. It won't, but it right. could. It totally <laughs> could. Well, but, it, yeah. it actually it, it actually can't because Eddie's in that tournament. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. And the ring and they moved the the ring thing last year. It was at Winter's Coming, but they moved it. Oh, that's right. That's right, because I was upset about it, so they put it back on its October schedule. Because again, yeah. <laughs> I'm the only person that cares about that damn ring. I feel like last year they forgot about it, and then in, by December they're like, "Oh, the ring, yeah, quick, do it when it's coming." <laughs> There's one guy complaining about it on the internet, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know where the ring is, and Tony is extremely online and read right. that tweet and was like, "I have to fix this." <laughs> yeah, so well, we'll book it for winter's coming. We got it under control. <laughs> But I uh, liked MJF holding the belt all year. I thought that might happen, and it did. So I'm happy about that. I didn't yeah. think he'd turn face halfway through. That never I would predicted that. Never seen that coming. Well, and I mean, I, in theory, saw it coming, but didn't think it would happen the way that it did. Right. Go ahead. And I think the Eddie Kingston being AEW champion ship has sailed, though. Oh, I don't. I, I think, think he was. I think I think he was super over a year year and a half ago. I think it's on happening now. I think them giving him the ROH title was like their, their thank you to him for like, you know, being there through the pandemic and doing a great job and getting himself over. But I don't think he's going to be AEW champion. I, 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 I'll, I'll politely disagree just because I, I think they will make Foley him. Like it, it'll, I don't want to say like, like take anything away from mixed championship and say that it was like fake or anything. It wasn't, but like, it was starting to get stale. They needed something new. Yeah, they gave it to like Foley wanted on Raw or whatever, but it was a nice little wrinkle and a little what it was like what three months run the first one something like that. Yeah. It wasn't super long, but like they'll I think that's what they'll do for Eddie. Like the this the belt scene will be like the same two or three people for like a year, 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 and then just to throw a wrinkle and give it to Eddie will step in and be like, you know what, I had enough of this. He'll win, and then maybe like have it for like a summer or something that would be great i'd like to see that i just don't think it'll happen but i would be okay. great if it did i would like to see that a lot like i think eddie deserves it that totally okay i cannot wait to hear my third one because i totally had no idea what i <laughs> <laughs> oh your third, your third one your third one was the blimp oh oh that's right we started with mine okay yeah man so now we have this go. year's do you want to go first yeah all right um well it's weird uh that you said something quite like this last year i'm saying AEW new japan do a pay-per-view in japan i didn't nice. say forbidden door 2 though <laughs> i just said a pay-per-view in japan nice 
That'd be great. I, I feel like they kind of have to at some point. Yeah, like I, I get that, you know, Forbidden Door is like now probably like an American thing and all in is going to be a European thing. I hope they do a Jap- Japan thing like, yeah, they really have to because it seems like their their relationship is only getting better. Like, they, right. They essentially like New Japan basically told Will Ospreay like, oh, yeah, if you're going to sign somewhere, sign with them because you can keep wrestling here. Right. They, they have such a good relationship that I feel like one day they'll have to have a pay-per-view there. And that would be great. Like, I yeah. think the, the 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 wrestlers would love it. Like, Danielson apparently really wants to go to Japan and yeah. just hasn't had the opportunity to. So that would be, yeah, that'd be great. I'd like to see that. Oh, it's sim- oh, it's he... similar to my prediction, actually. My oh, first prediction okay. was okay. AEW will have more international pay-per-views. So there, there you, you go. go. Man, I, same page. I, I thought that mostly because, like, their biggest shows of this year were all in obviously and then forbidden door which was in right. canada so that's that i'm not saying their audience in the u.s isn't good because it is like but them going to you know japan or mexico or something like that would get them a new kind of buzz yeah and get them like a new audience who hasn't seen them before i think and- that would be really cool that that would be great. And like we talked about, like when we first started this podcast, like when they were still doing like shows, they were just going to places that WWE quit going to that were like hot wrestling places. Right. So, you know, add into like now you're big enough, like you said, expand into Mexico, expand into, you know, I mean, just go to random places that, you know, uh, WWE doesn't. And yeah. That that's a great way to expand, and yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I, and I feel like I'm, that's probably that it seems like that's why they're doing. I mean, that's not why they're doing, but like the Continental Classic is supposed to have you know that triple yeah. champion. I feel like they're going to use that as a person who goes to different countries. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a traveling belt. Like, in my I think opinion. it'll be what we thought the All Atlantic, the now international yes. title, was going to be. Yes. Good call. And then one day, you know, they're going to merge the international and the continental, and they're going to call it the It'd intercontinental. Be, yeah, the, the intercontinental. <laughs> I hope they call it the intercontinental. That would, be, that, would be, that would be the greatest belt in the history. Jim Ross inter- just quits wrestling. He's like, I'm done. His head <laughs> like, just explodes. I'm never going to be able to say that. Yeah, he's like, nope. <laughs> intercontinental. <laughs> that would be great. I would like that. That is great. Uh, All right, number two for you. Number two for me. I said Swerve becomes the first African-American AEW world champion. Yeah, that that's also very similar to mine. Oh, Um, okay. (laughs) I agree. Swerve kind of has to at this point. Like, he's so good. Everyone likes him. I I shared that article with you today about Tony Khan being like, Swerve is one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, Tony Khan likes him. He's he's outstanding. And yeah. I have no no disagreement there. And and I mean, obviously, all jokes aside, there's definitely the, a trust level between Tony and Swerve. Like when Triple H tried to get him to to leave and he right. just <laughs> reported it to the lawyers of AEW. I love that. I love that it too. Great. But the, hey, that's professionalism. Like he was like, uh, A, not getting involved and B, doing what a normal person would do that's contracted somewhere else. Right. He's definitely so, like a smart businessman too. So yes. I feel like Tony Khan probably likes that. Yes. And he has he has like connections in, you know, hip hop world and various True. other industries too. Like that he could be a huge he could be like a legitimate huge star. 
Yeah, like he could be like I, I'm like when I say like The Rock, but like different, like because The Rock like went Hollywood. Like I could legit see Swerve being like a hip hop star, like on the radio type musician. Right. Yeah, I could for sure, and not not to they could not to be a knock on any of the previous AEW champions, but like they're not maybe Jericho, but they're not like household names. If you ask someone who doesn't watch wrestling, right. About you know Kenny Omega, they have no clue, and that's why I'm talking like Kenny Omega. He's great, right? Yeah, for anything. But I feel like Swerve could be the guy who people who don't watch wrestling might know. Yeah, not yet, yeah. but one day. Yeah, he he definitely transcends like media in general. Yeah, he's smart. He's he's like yes. well spoken. He's good on the mic. He looks really cool. He acts really cool. He's got he's got everything. He's good in the ring. <laughs> Yeah, like if if someone held a gun to my head and said, "Who's cooler, Hook or Swerve?" I'd be like, "Dude, I don't know. You might have to pull the trigger. Like, I don't know if I can pick." <laughs> it's like I, you're you're gonna pull the trigger if I say both, but like those are two. He of the definitely has things. it, like the it factor yes. that most people oh. don't have. Like I've talked to him before, like The Rock at, in the '90s was super cool. Scott Hall was like one of the coolest uh-huh. guys ever. Yeah, and and Swerve's like that. Like he just has it. He's just cool. Like. He's a guy like you see him somewhere and you're like, yeah, that's a cool guy like this. And you can't fake that. You can't. Yeah. Like, like, like the saying, you can't teach that. He's just, yeah, he's just cool. That, that That's a great point too. Like the way that he carries himself, like yeah. you might not know who he is, but you would know he is somebody. If you just yeah. saw like, him yeah, walk walked in. into a room at like a party or something, you'd be like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, that guy's something. He's an athlete. He's something. <laughs> right. You would assume he's a big deal in some capacity, just how. Yeah. He, like yeah. he has that aura of. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a big year for Swerve. Yeah. I agree. That My prediction was very similar. I was going to actually predict Swerve was going to be AEW champion, but then I thought that was too obvious because okay. it seems like he's going to be. So I went a little bit more specific. Okay. And I said the main event for the AEW title at All In will be Swerve against Will Ospreay. Oh. oh. That's my prediction. Oh, man. I think... I, I in, hope in that my, happens. In my mind, I think Swerve will walk in with the title, and Will Ospreay will probably beat him for it, because it's in England. But that could go the okay. other way, too, and that'd True. be fine as well. Oh. I think that... I want to see that. Oh. Okay, yeah. Because you I'm... know Will Ospreay is going to have a big moment at all. Yeah. Like, that's part of the reason yeah. he's, he's there. Yes, is because he wants to have a big moment at all in and just based on everything we talked about with Swerve, like how much Tony likes him, how much Tony Khan trusts him. Oh, I, could, I could see them doing that would be an outstanding match. That'd be an outstanding feud. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say Wembley might explode. Like <laughs> they're oh. both they're both like I don't know how old Swerve is. Will Ospreay is like what, 30s, early 30s. Yeah. I'm assuming right. Swerve somewhere around that age, too. They're guys know. who I'll look it up. who you could who you could see carrying things for a while like when the oh, totally. when the when the moxley's and the danielson's you know that when they're a bit older and don't do this full-time anymore jericho you know people even kenny omega guys like like swerve and guys like will osprey are going to be the guys who are carrying this and i think having them at all in would be outstanding swerve is 33 <laughs> yeah that's about about what i thought i mean that's like he's that's like peak age for like, i was just gonna say these guys now. are just hitting their prime and yeah. they all are signed for a billion years yeah. <laughs> oh aw has nothing but nothing but potential going forward but be- before we move forward i, I just want to say like I- again anytime 
you as a as a company you sign someone like cm punk like even though we made fun of like the rick flair thing like there's money there it business people aren't stupid but the biggest signing that is of all of this is osprey and jay white like those are two of those are the two major signings of this year um unless the the MJF thing secretly happened and like the rumor is what he signed to supposedly an extension to 28 or something 27 right. yeah if that's even true we don't know but if that's true then that's the biggest signing of the year but i mean if that if all three of those happen this year tony khan wins the 2020s yeah i mean like punk <laughs> is obviously a huge name adam copeland is obviously huge. brian daniels right. they're all huge names but they're like in their 40s Right. So they're not they're not going to be your future. They're going to be your presence for sure. Like, right. I'm not saying they're old. They're not like they're they can still do a lot, but they're not going to be the guys in five years. Whereas Will Osprey and Swerve and MJF are going to be the guys who are yeah. they're going to be your your foundation of the next five ten years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you guys make fun of me all the time because I'm old. But Will Ospreay, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to be 52 when dude's contract is up. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a long deal. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he's getting paid, too. Good. And he should. Like, he's, as, he's outstanding. Yeah. He's great. He's a great... He's, he he has he doesn't have quite the, like, the... I don't know, the mystique or, like, the, the presence of, of Swerve right now. Mm-hmm. But he still see, like he seems like a big deal whenever he's anywhere. And yeah. he's... He's getting better on the mic. He seems like his character seems pretty realistic. Like it seems like a real guy. It doesn't yeah. seem like he's just like putting on a character. He's and he's outstanding in the ring. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Did, did Whatever you, they do with either of them is going to be great. Did you listen uh, to him on the um, the media scrum from the last pay per view? No. <laughs> he instantly comes out and he just like thanks everybody and and he's like I'm so effing excited to be here and he like his eyes get like real big and he just like slowly turns his head to Tony Khan and Tony goes dude this is YouTube it's not TBS you could say that here <laughs> <laughs> and he was like I'm I'm seriously guys I'm I'm I have to get my mouth under control he was like they're not going to give me many live mics <laughs> he's a real pro too like yeah compar- like he did he did the thing with Impact he had a couple matches with Impact. And like they apparently they made him an offer and he didn't take it, whatever, that's fine. Right. But apparently he was like super professional and impact. Like he said all the right, the right things about how they're a great company and how he'd like to work with them in the future. And like had a great reputation backstage. And he's like, he's a pro. That's so awesome. See, and that's what new Japan teaches you. Yeah. Like if, and, and, and let's be honest, like if, just say punk signed AEW doesn't exist punk signed with new japan if punk cuts that promo at new not promo does that media scrum <laughs> they fire him on the spot yeah. if you like make that company look you don't even remotely give it a black eye right yeah, yeah. so they the way that they teach like the business side and becoming a, a pro like they do have a great system there and that's really awesome that yeah it's it knows like that the next generation is being taken care of if that makes sense i can see will osprey becoming AEW champion and then like being kind of like a touring champion i can see him going to japan or going to oh yeah even going to like rev pro in the uk and just do it like just going everywhere oh yeah 
and like the 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 match that I want to see, I want to see him and Pack. Like, oh, yeah. I don't even know if they've ever wrestled, but just yeah. them two would be unreal. <laughs> yeah. I'm just excited about all the stuff you could do. Like, yes, whether or not him and Swerve are the main, the are in a feud or are in a main event, like just the fact that they have both of them and yeah. whoever they're going to be in a match with, either of them is going to be great. Like, yeah. Swerve can, they could can be completely different matches and Swerve will do a great job. Oh, yeah. And Will Ospreay will do a great job. Like, they're both so good. They're definitely like, they're the future of AEW for sure. Yes. 1000%. It'd be fun. Yes, it is. is All right. It? Your next one. My, my next one is again, kind of goes to what you were saying about Mercedes earlier. I have either AEW slash ring of honor will announce and hold an annual women's only pay-per-view and make right, it that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah, make it. A, a women's only annual pay-per-view and it'll start uh in 2024 that would be good my only fear with that is they'll they would do that and then be like well then we don't have to put them on the rest of the shows and then just like <laughs> not have women on the rest of their programming because well, i can see that happening but in <clears throat> in theory me. in theory i really like the idea yeah well the, the reason i said ring of honor is like old ring of honor which tony khan seems to really like they would randomly just have, they would call the show women of honor and they would like three weeks of ring of honor TV would just be women of honor. And like, I mean, then it would go back to normal programming and the women would be on that also, but it, they would just randomly do it. And it was like, it was fun. And again, it was like just enough of a little wrinkle that it, it didn't like, make you forget about like the other stories that were going on, but it was like a cool, just totally different. Like, you know, WWF never did that. ECW never did that. It was just a cool thing. And I hope they continue that tradition. That'd be great. I would like to see that. Yeah. In general, they just have to do something with the totally women. Like they can't keep doing, you get 10 minutes a show and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like they have, they have three shows now and more if yeah. you count ROH, but like RH apparently is doing fine with women, but like the three yeah. main AEW shows, like they can't give them a total of 20 minutes or something on across three shows. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, you're totally hitting the nail on the head and I agree wholeheartedly. And I think it's, I think it's going to hurt them. Like a Mercedes is injured. So right. you don't like, she wouldn't be wrestling here no matter what, no matter, she wouldn't be wrestling anywhere, no matter what. But I could feel like that could hurt them. Not if she's not signed. She if if they made her an offer, she could she could look at that and be like, well, I don't want only ten minutes a week. I want to do more than that. Like, yeah. Britt Baker was was complaining on Twitter, which I think probably is worked complaining, but it might not be. I think right. lots of things are works that aren't. Um, but <laughs> she she was complaining about her ring time. She said something like, oh, you know, MJF got this much promo time and Christian got this much promo time. How come there was no promo time for? For me and yeah why was there no pro- like tony storm gets some promo time but that's right it. true and all the women are like knocking out of the park we talked about sky blue yeah. we talked about julia <laughs> like tony storm doing outstanding like the the women that they give time to are doing great yeah it, it so why don't they give why don't they give them more time it has to it has to be the network it has to be because otherwise it I, makes no sense yeah, because like we always say, we always go back to Ring of Honor, who Tony Khan also writes that. And I, I'll 
message you guys in in the Elite City group, and I'm like, uh, four matches and two segments, three segments, two matches, like every week. It's the same formula, so it has to be somebody that holds some control at either Warner or TBS and or somewhere along the lines. I, I agree, but it's weird because like this week's Dynamite, we were texting during the show, and like the there's always like we I've talked about this before. There's always that lull in the middle of the show. Yeah. Right. Where like last, yes. yesterday it was like, <laughs> you know, the Dante Martin thing, which great that he's back. Like I like Dante Martin, but his yeah. that match with with um the Hardys and, and Brother Zay, like it was it was fine. The match was fine, but like it I didn't care about it really at all. And 100%. they had like a wordlow squash in there. They had like like there's yeah. that part in the middle of the show that kind of dies where you're just like around, you know, eight fifty to nine thirty, like it's kind of yeah. just like eh. Uh-huh. Like put more women's stuff on there then like you're not using it for anything else right you're kind of just throwing in random matches so yeah. have some random women's match. we joke about the the women always being on at nine like yeah put two matches on put one on at 8 45 and at 9 15 like put on two who cares right like you're yeah you're using that time for like random oh i just want to get people on tv matches so why not have them be more women's matches can't disagree with you it's weird very <laughs> you're right that it must it must be someone at a network being like gave them a limit for women and which is strange but I, it, yeah what else would it be right because like it, it it makes zero sense because and it works in ring of honor like it's not like oh it's forced or oh the stories are bad it's athena's the best story in ring of honor right now <laughs> yeah again she's another one they gave her time and she's yeah. killing it right yeah. like they every every person they've given an opportunity to has has like knocked it out of the park so why are they not doing it more uh it's a mystery it's a mystery so yeah i would hope i hope you're right i hope there is a you know a, a women's centric pay-per-view or at least a you know greater focus on the women because they it's silly that there isn't agreed all right I my need... third one i had trouble coming up with a third one i couldn't think Ooh. of what my third one was going to be okay but i've decided i decided on this one i think the bcc splits up okay and I think Claudio and Yuta are end up on one side and Danielson and Mox end up on the other side. Oh, and I'm hoping that they have like a little feud because that would be fun. That would be real fun. Oh, that'd be real fun. Because <laughs> like we've said for a couple of weeks, I love all the guys in the BCC, even Yuta. Yeah. And, but like, it seems like they're kind of just there, right? Like they have good matches. But yeah. it kind of just seems like they just have matches. Right? Maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what Mox and like Danielson want is just to go out and have like a series of matches with true opponents. Maybe that's but like I feel like they're kind of being a little wasted. Like Mox is so good and Danielson is so good and Claudio is good. And they're just kind of like floating around. I want them to do something. And maybe the thing that they're gonna do is go against each other. Like maybe that's what what will oh, that would give be, them a story. That would be that cool. Would be, I would like to see it. Oh, that would be very fun. That would be. They could. Oh. They could, I was thinking they could position as like you know how Danielson and, and Mox kind of like rag on Yuta a lot and beat him up and right. whatever. I feel like he could lose a match and they could like, you know, turn, get mad at him and start like pushing him around and eventually Claudio could step in and be like, "Hey guys, that's that's too much," and right. start something there. That would be cool. That would be super cool. Because oh, I want them awesome. to do something, especially if this is like Danielson's last year as a full time wrestler. He needs to have a, a feud. And right. we never really got the feud with him and Mox because they joined together instead. So maybe that's have them be have them be together and feud with Claudio. I want to see it. Or maybe that's how you end the career. That's true. That's oh. also true. Or not career, full time career. Yeah, full time career. 
Well, before we go to our fantasy pick, who do not who, excuse me, do you think AEW makes a run at Sheamus or do you think WWE tries to lock him up just well, there because? Was- there was that rumor to like come out a couple days right. ago. I don't know if it's a rumor or whatever that they don't T, uh, TKO UFC, whoever, whatever the company's called now, TKO. Right. Um, the thinking was, oh, they're not going to pay for talent. We've talked about this, how they're not going to pay for talent. They're just going to have whoever wrestle because right. they don't think. And, but the rumor is, I forget the numbers now, but apparently like UFC spends something like 12% or 17%. I forget what it was of their revenue on paying talent like paying mm-hmm. fighters and wwe doesn't spend anything close to that like they're spending way less than that oh, on okay. wrestler salaries so the thinking was maybe they'll try to balance that out like they're gonna spend more on wrestler salaries because they it works for ufc Seventeen well, percent um, is still very. It's still low. very low. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, wow. if you're less than that, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. They, from what I've heard of WWE, is they pay the big guys a lot, right? And then they right. pay everyone else like garbage, right? But anyway, the thinking was that they don't want to lose wrestlers anymore because I, I think it's some somebody at 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 UFC or TKO probably realized, hey, everyone keeps leaving our company. That's going to make us look bad eventually, which is right. true. So. Maybe they'll spend more money. Maybe they'll try to keep Sheamus. Just like, oh, he's a lifelong WWE guy. We don't want him leaving. That would look bad for us. But they're not like he's not. Right. No offense to Sheamus, but he's not I'm in just, like their right. long. He's not in like their long term plans of being like a big guy. So are they going to spend money on him? I don't know. I would right. like to see him in AEW. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great too. <laughs> oh, it'd be fun. Because there is a bunch of guys, like they always talk about like, oh, MJF's contract's running out. There's a lot of WWE contracts running out right yeah. now. And I, I think it was Meltzer who said, these guys are all going to be so happy that their contracts expire in like 2024 because AEW is going to want them. WWE right. is apparently going to spend more money on, like there's going to be bidding wars for, you know, five to 10 guys. And it's going to be great for the wrestlers, obviously outstanding. Um, yeah. Someone like Sheamus, someone like Drew McIntyre. I mean, AEW would want them. I would I could see them making a big play. It just depends on if they want to leave. Well, that that's the other side of that coin too. Like they're not going to play their hands. They're going to let everybody fight over them, and the right. biggest number is going to. Well, I mean, who wouldn't do that? I mean, yeah, seriously, <laughs> yeah. yeah You're not going to probably like, no, I only want ten thousand. Sure. Darby's already said I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, he's like Tony Khan yelled at me. I was like, just give me a contract forever. He's like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like you're signed forever. That's like you're not you're like that's to... illegal. Yeah, that's, that's illegal on a lot of levels, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't care, I'll sign it. <laughs> yeah, mine is Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah, shame. Yeah, Sheamus though going to WWE, uh, going to AEW and like teaming with Claudio or feuding with Claudio, that would be oh, good stuff. I'd, I'd love to see that. The bar was cool. Stuff. I liked the bar. Like I said, me and my buddies would always like watch the pay per views, and I had no idea like the stories that were going on. But the bar, like their matches, were always like. In bad WWE, their matches were always good. Yeah, they were one of the like the good parts of like like I said, the 2014-15 WWE was absolutely terrible. But they were one of like them and like the New Day were like the only yeah. good things. And and Danielson until he retired were the only good things about WWE at the time. So that would be cool. Oh, New Day's contracts man. are up too. I can't. There's I can't see no them. I can't it, see them it, leaving though. 
I can't, but I mean, you know, well, no offense to Big E, but like Big E has a broken neck and like, I know he's going to be okay, but like, do you sign him as a trio when he does like, can't make him just a hype man? You know right. what I mean? Like, are yeah. they good? Well, or I mean, you could just make him a hype man, but is WWE going to do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I can't see them leaving. I can see WWE want to keep them because they're like, Xavier Woods has all the, the, twi- the, you know, the Twitch stuff and the YouTube video gaming oh, stuff. True, true. Like they're, they're going to see that as that's helpful for their brand. And WWE, true. the thing that they're good at is helping their brand. So I, I can't see them letting them go, even if they're not going to use them on TV. I can see them keeping them just for like branding purposes. Cause they're like fun and cool. they attract a younger audience. They attract well, like a cooler audience. Like I was just going to say they are WWE's Dan Housen. Yeah. Like they're, they're the best PR that you could get. You could send them anywhere and people are going to show up. Yeah. Like, and they attract like a different audience. They attract yeah. like the, the internet audience, the gaming audience, they attract that, which most of WWE doesn't care about. So yeah, I can't see them leaving. Okay. So on to the big guns. You, yes, you you assigned. We get one fantasy pick. Yes, this and, isn't so much a prediction as like something that you want to happen. Yes, and well, mine's pretty practical. Uh, All right, I I have a feeling that AEW and New Japan are going to let Impact through the Forbidden Door this year. The whole company. So that would be three, cool. Three company pay per view. Uh and yeah, I think the between all three companies you could have some crazy matches and i think they let impact in the forbidden door i would hope so that would be really cool i would i'm going to their pay-per-view not pay-per-view it's like a special event or something it's on their youtube channel i'm going to that next week just nice it was like it was close by and it was 20 bucks so i figured why not um zach saber jr is going to be there so that's fun um is yeah did you say did you say that's going to be on like live on their youtube yeah oh let me know. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I didn't know it was televised or. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, um, but yeah, they, they apparently since they're changing their name to back to TNA, apparently they like they made a big offer to Will Ospreay. They apparently made a big offer to CM Punk like they're trying. They're like they're putting oh, in money. Okay. They're trying to like so I could definitely see them wanting to do something to, pr- to you know, promote their brand. I would love that. That would be really cool. I would. I, hope, yeah, I would hope that like Forbidden Door or All In or one of their shows becomes like the the non WWE WrestleMania. Like every other company oh, okay, other yeah. than WWE gets together and like the original all in kind of was, right? Like right. everybody other than WWE gets together and does a show. That would be fun. I would like to see that. That would be great. Nice. And Forbidden Door makes perfect sense because it's called the Forbidden Door. So why right. not? Yeah. And there's some oh. good matches you could have there. Oh, there's, there's so many. I was looking at the roster. I was like, oh, man, there's so many opportunities with all yeah. these people. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I want to see that. And that's a good prediction. Thank you. Mine is kind of grounded in reality, too. But I, I put it as a wish because I don't think it'll happen. I want ROH to be its own thing. Not a shot at AEW, but like okay. I don't like that like Yuta is the an ROH champion or that Samoa Joe oh, okay. was an ROH champion. I want ROH to be ROH and I want guys to be signed to ROH who are just in ROH. And I want guys who are signed to AEW just to be in AEW. I want like once, like I'm not saying they can't show up, but like a paper, right, right. like, 
like like a new Japan guy will show up on an AEW pay-per-view, but I want it to be like when Okada shows up in AEW, you're like, oh, he's a new Japan guy on AEW. That's a big deal. I want uh, them yeah, to yeah, yeah. establish ROH as like it's a different thing. And they don't show they're not an eight. So when someone does show up, it's a big deal. Yeah, dude, I'd that'd be awesome. And I don't uh, know if they they pitch it as like a second brand or like a development brand, like a, like how NXT is for WWE. Right. But even then with NXT, like when like, you know, Becky Lynch would go to NXT, it would be a big deal because that doesn't happen all the time. Right, right. Right. So I would like to see it be completely separate. Like they don't have, they don't tape it before AEW. It's its, its own thing where they have their own shows that are just them. And yeah, that's what I want to see. It's the something to add to that. Uh, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. I or either on the show or to you, so I can't remember. Um, Lady Frost kind of let the cat out of the bag. She is just signed to Ring of Honor, and now I think Rachel Ellering let it out that she also has just an ROH contract. So I'm wondering if that is starting to like transition because like someone was asking them, why didn't you get your All Elite graphic? And right. And Lady Frost basically said, well, because I'm actually only signed to Ring of Honor. Now, like you okay. said, sh- she can work. Like she said, she can work AEW shows if like if somebody's hurt, if they need someone, if they're going to do like a battle royal or blah, blah, you know. Yeah, she she could she can do that. But like she like her, it's an actual Ring of Honor contract. Right. So that kind of cleared a little bit up. Remember we were talking a few months back, like, Oh, a W contract. You must be able to go to both. But now apparently there must be, it's probably for tax purposes to be perfectly honest. Yeah. You know, so Tony Khan can actually have two LLCs like, okay, this one is paying this one and this one is paying right. that one. Right. So anyway, like, I wonder, I wonder how their contracts work now, right? Like someone like Claudio or, or someone right. like Joe who kind of has gone back and forth. Like, right. do they have to be paid separately for the ROA? Like, it doesn't really matter to, to us, but I'm just curious. Exactly. Like, so that's, like are they paid, like, Samoa reasons. Joe paid separately when he goes to ROH? Like, is it a different check? Like, is it come from a different company? I, I'm curious about, or do they just let him, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. So. But yeah, I want them to be more defined. I want them to be separate. And like, so when an ROH guy comes up to AEW or an AEW person shows up in, in ROH, it's like. It's like someone from New Japan coming over or like someone from Impact coming over. It's a separate company, even though you know they have the same owner. I would like them right. to be more separate. I would like them to be I, I think part of the reason why they had maybe they maybe you're right with the contracts, because I think part of the reason why I had stuff like Samoa Joe and you know the Young Bucks won and Hangman won an ROH title. I think that was to pump up ROH as a brand. No, good point to get you to pay attention to it, but I would like it to be separate because that was weird for a while. They had like Claudio and Jericho won the title for a bit. And then the young bucks and hangman won the titles and Samoa Joe, they, they were all AEW guys. True. Winning ROH, winning ROH titles, which I think was done to promote ROH, but I think that time is over now and yeah. I would like them to just have it as its own thing. And again, that's starting with the, uh, what final battle pay-per-view. It's going to be on the streaming service, so, you know, and I they announced last week it's only going to be on the streaming service. You can't even buy it on pay-per-view. I think yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty great. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So 
you might be ahead of the game here. They might actually be in the process of separating the brand. Yeah, I think it would be good because it also it would without dark and elevation, they 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 don't right. have a space for like newer guys. So like not saying that ROH should necessarily be developmental, right. but it kind of would be, right? Like it's kind yeah. of you could sign a guy to ROH, you could sign someone, oh, we wouldn't necessarily give this person a an AEW contract, but we'll give them an ROH contract. And maybe it's only a six month contract or something, right? And see how they do. True. Yeah. Oh, I would that, like to see that awesome. because Tony Khan bought ROH and I get why he bought ROH because first of all, he didn't want the library to go to WWE. Which <laughs> right. Him. Right. Um, and I would also like, just as a wrestling fan, he's like, well, like, Hey, that'd be cool if I owned ROH and then bought it and was like, Oh, what do I do with this? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, si- it's still kind of just sitting there for being Yeah. Honest. It's like how like, you know, like you're at a store and you impulse buy something for like 50 bucks, like a right. shirt. And then you just never wear the shirt. You're like, it right. looks cool in the store, but I never have an opportunity to wear it. Well, for Tony Khan, it's a, you know, $50 million wrestling company. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, that's what I hope happens. I hope it's something, something new with ROH because. Awesome. Apparently their shows, like I don't watch them, but you, you say should. Shows are, you say their shows are good. And I, so I believe you. They so, are good. Very good. Yeah. I would, ho- I would hope like, I mean, if Athena is kind of only ROH, right? She doesn't really, like she was at one yeah. AEW show, but she's not really there very often. Maybe on no. pay- when they have pay-per-views, she shows up, but she's not really, she's never on Dynamite or, or, or Collision. No, or she she hasn't been on in uh, ages. Yeah. So, do you, do you have any anything in closing, sir? Uh, I think that's it for right oh, now. Yes. Yeah, same here. So Again, I always feel like I talk too much on these. No, I- dude. No, dude, you, you crushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as we, as we said, we're, we're coming down to the last few weeks of the year here. So um, we're going to do the preview for um, uh, what's the hell is it called? I was going to call it end. end World's End. I was going to call it End of the World. Yeah, we're going to do a preview for World's End before the worst night of the year to have a pay-per-view. But <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to do like a fun Christmas show, too, where you just kind of hang out and talk and we'll yeah. see. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. Left in the year. Yeah. December. December. It's essentially December. By the time this comes out, it'll be December. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So until we just end it there until next week, everybody, thank you again. Like subscribe, share people, tell somebody just one person. That's all. You know, you like someone else that likes wrestling, you know, somebody else that likes wrestling. So pass it along. It helps. And, you know, till next week, later on. <laughs>